Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Alright, go ahead and roll for perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language, and with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from Warped Wilderness to World Warriors. And today, we're talking about Castle Ravenloft. Indeed we are. Okay, so today we're talking about, well, we're talking about Castle Ravenloft, but what we're actually talking about is Ravenloft, the campaign setting. Yeah. Castle Ravenloft just sounds cooler. Uh, And it is a thing within the Ravenloft setting. So the Ravenloft setting, first off, actually, before we do that, this is going to be an Atlas Xteris episode, but this is the first Atlas Xteris episode where we're not talking about, um, like, we're talking about like a we're, location. We're talking about than like, like a, a location. We're talking about a setting, a campaign setting, right? Um, Instead of like a like a um, like a plane of existence, we're talking about like right. this is a place that right. ex- just is like you know like the Empire State Building, yeah, or New yeah. York City, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're talking about a much smaller location, mm-hmm. um, but it's also its own campaign setting. Also, this is a unique campaign setting in which the way it is designed is designed to exist in all campaign settings. So it's Oh, this is also the finale to the Dungeon Cast Halloween Spooktacular. Yay, yeah, it's absolutely. been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been. It's been cool. Although I am ready to move on to less gothically horrific things. Yeah. Um so stuff. the Ravenloft setting was invented by Tracy Hickman and his wife Laura Hickman back in 1983. This for me is very notable because Tracy Hickman is a co-author of some of my 
favorite D and D novels. He's he's a co-author with uh, Mary Kirchhoff on Dragonlance, oh, co-creator cool. of Dragonlance, which for me was a big influence growing up. And the fact very that he made setting. this, yeah, a very popular setting, especially back in the day. And the fact that he is the main hand of creation at Ravenloft, which is such a drastically different setting and very cool and also very iconic. I, it was just really cool to me. And the concept of Ravenloft is it's supposed to marry classic D&D to classic gothic horror, you know, vampires and werewolves and witches and, and ghosts and all that stuff. And it does an amazing job. Um, it primarily revolves around a very specific character, the vampire Strahd von Zarevich. Um, we talked a little bit about him in the Vampires episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about him much more extensively in this episode because uh, you cannot have Ravenloft without him. Everything in Ravenloft is about Strahd. Now, that being said, Ravenloft is a bit bigger than the region of Barovia. Okay. And let's talk about that. No one escapes Barovia. So the Raven, so Ravenloft is the name of a setting that has an alternate that is also an alternate name for a place called the Demi Plain of Dread. Oh shit. Which the Demi Plain of Dread is a splintered off portion of the Shadowfell that is ruled by the Dark Powers. Okay, the Dark Powers, what's that? Okay, we talked about them in the Shadowfell a little bit. There's not much to say about them. Um, but basically they are on the level of demon lords, question mark, gods, question mark. There's not a lot to know about them. They're not meant to be understood. No one knows how many there are. No one knows any of their names. No one knows what they want. They seem to be very evil, but also sometimes they reward good people or seem to dispense justice sometimes. They're unknowable and they're meant to be unknowable because they're merely a device in order to have this, this setting. Okay. And they're untouchable and unknowable. Um, hmm. Basically, their MO is they rule the. Okay, so the Demi Plane of Dread is basically, well, it's a Demi Plane that is also made up of smaller Demi Planes called domains. Okay. Barovia is one domain. Okay, which, cool. Uh, Strahd rules. It's the main domain. It's the domain that when people say Ravenloft, they're talking about Barovia. Okay. There are other domains, but they're very rarely used. They're very rarely referenced. They're just there. Honestly, they're there for if you want to run stuff in a very similar setting, but don't want to touch any of the Strahd stuff, want to do your own stuff, well, then you would just create your own domain of a Demiplane of Dread with its own Dark Lord, because a Dark Lord rules a domain. In this case, it would be Strahd. In this case, it would be Strahd. There are other known Dark Lords. Uh, Lord Soth, who, funnily enough, is a very prominent Dragonlance character. He's a Death Knight. Uh, So not a vampire. Not a vampire. A Death Knight. Much more powerful than a vampire. Oh, all right. Death Knight, holy fuck. Yeah, very powerful. Related, uh, lower relative? than Lich Dome, above vampirism. So just like right sandwiched yeah. in between those bad uh, boys. A Death Knight would would absolutely uh, be like a general of a Lich's army. Oh, sick. Yeah. Okay. I thought about talking about Death Knights in the Halloween Spectacular, but I was like, ah, there's other more iconic stuff. We'll, we'll talk about Death Knights later. We got next year. Yeah, we got next year. <laughs> so, uh, so their MO is a the Dark Powers MO is a rule the demi plane of, of dread. Uh, they create domains and then assign Dark Lords there to rule. And the Dark Lords are actually prisoners. Um, okay. The, the Dark Powers aren't real, like, they're not like the gods that are on the side of these evil beings. They're actually like, it's almost like the sick, twisted game. And we'll, we'll get a little bit into that when we we so go over Strahd's a story. A vampire isn't just a prisoner of its, like, burial ground or whatever. It's also a prisoner of this of this plane. 
well, demi plane. Well, Strahd specifically is a prisoner of this plane. Okay, okay. Um, so not necessarily all vampires. No, no. All right. It's just it's basically said that all vampires come from Strahd because Strahd can control who comes and goes. From Strahd's the original vampire. He's supposed then. to be the original. Ah. That is one of a few different origins for vampires. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, we talk a little bit about that in the vampire episode. So let's, um, let me see, is there anything else on Dark Lords I want to talk about? Mm, Vecna was a Dark Lord for a time. So, and that's kind of the level <laughs> of power that these Dark Powers are at. Like Working they can, on your way up that corpo. Yeah, there it is. Um, so let's talk about Strahd. Okay. So, Strahd isn't actually from Barovia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was He was born a prince of some unnamed kingdom, um, I would say he's even an empire because he seemed to conquer a lot of lands. He was a, he was a bit of a warmonger. He was a general. He was a soldier. After his father died, he decided to take it upon himself to wage war against the enemies of his kingdom and his, of his father. Okay. He fought them brutally, routed them brutally, and chased them all the way to this remote, beautiful valley, unnamed at the time. Or it probably did have a name, but Strahd didn't give a fuck about that. Fuck your name. He conquers the valley kills his enemies, is so enchanted by the picturesqueness of this beautiful land that he names it Barovia after his father, King Barov. Okay, cool. So that's where the name comes from. Um, While this was happening, his brother Sergi and his mother Ravenovia were back at the capital, and they didn't like Strahd. Strahd's kind of a dick, and he's (laughs) a little bit scary. Okay. and But but Ravenovia was very close with her son Sergi, and this, of course... Made Strahd very jealous. Mm. He invites them. He he decides to move his capital to Barovia. He doesn't want to go back home. Okay. Um, and eventually, like, he, well, he builds this dope ass castle, names it after his mother. He names it Ravenloft um, after his mother, Queen Ravenovia. In the valley, In, named after his father. Exactly. Okay. Uh, he invites them to come back to to come to Barovia, come to the new capital. He actually. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? He extradites a bunch of his people from his empire to Barovia. And we're going to talk a little bit about like that. the servants to help run the place. Well, no, he's just, this is the capital now. Y'all need to come over oh, here. Oh, you live here now. Exactly. Oh, damn. <laughs> and so because of that, Barovia has an incredibly diverse uh, population. Okay. Um, just all these different ethnicities in this one room. So the people region. that were already there. Are the, still there. And the new people exactly. that were from the original capital. Yes, okay. exactly. So um, got this melting pot going. Sure. Exactly. So he invites his brother and his mom to come. They eventually do come, but his mother dies on the way. Bummer. I didn't. I think she just gets sick or something from the scurvy. From the scurvy. Damn scurvy. Um, Sergi makes it though. Okay. So Sergi decides. Uh, so he lives there with his brother, and they have an okay relationship at first. I don't think he hates his brother, but he was definitely super jealous. And that's kind right. of the deal. Okay. And that's going to be one of the driving factors. Oh, and now there's no making up that time because mom gone. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. She's gone. And that haunts Strahd actually forever. Um, so now there's this relative time of peace. Strahd begins to age. And as he's aging, he, he doesn't like it. And he's like, fuck death. I don't want to die. So he begins to study magic and he. Fuck my knees hurt. Fuck he becomes, this shit. He becomes a very. Uh, he, like, he doesn't become like a lich level powerful wizard, but he becomes a very successfully powerful wizard. Okay. Um, and eventually forms a warlock like pact. He, he discovers the dark powers and he forms a kind of pact with them. And they become best friends, if you will. Not really. No, not at all, actually. But, they, <laughs> okay. but the dark powers promise them immortality for service. Now, it's unclear what he's supposed to give or do for them, and he doesn't seem to give or do anything for them, but I, I think they kind of had an idea of what's going to go down. 
All right. Um, I think they, the Dark Powers probably realize that, like, this dude's going to be his own downfall and we're going to be there to do what we want to do when that happens. We'll get to that. So at some point, he meets this lovely native Barovian woman named Tatiana. And she's not only beautiful, but she comes from, like, a wealthy house. She's, like, the the quintessential perfect woman in Strahd's eyes. I see. And he wants her so bad. And he tries super hard to woo her. And in the process, she falls in love with Sergi. Bummer. And Sergi falls in love with it's her. It's happening again. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, they, they're always choosing Sergi. Now, I, I imagine Sergi must be a pretty sexy dude. I mean, he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, he's not out, like, conquering, I guess? No, he seemed like a really nice dude. Like, just a nice just nice boy. Really good at a really good the ladies. Boy. Yeah. Good with the ladies. Good with the ladies. Um, mama's boy. So, yeah, mama's boy. <laughs> so, so they fall in love, and like fucking idiots, they decide to elope and get married. Oh, no. Well, not even elope. Like, I think they just announce it. And Strahd, in his pride, not wanting to look like the loser in the situation, yeah. gives them his blessing and whatnot. But in, in actuality, he's fucking Oh, yeah. Pissed. Yes. And on the day of the wedding, he goes ham. He fucking kills his brother. He drinks the blood of his brother apropos of nothing. Like there was no like ritual he was supposed to do. He kills his brother and drinks his blood. Why? I don't know. He's he, craving minerals. He attempts to force himself on Tatiana, thinking he can make her love him like some sort of fucking psycho. And instead she hurls herself off the castle walls. Oh yeah, just so she kills herself. Brother's dead. He drank his blood for some fucking reason. At this point, <laughs> his own people have had enough of his shit and his own guards uh shoot him dead. With arrows. Oh man! And this is where the dark powers. Is she drinking Sergi's blood? Like what the That's fuck? That's nasty. Bro? Shoot this guy. This guy's crazy. Can't do that. I know this is not cool. <laughs> um. So so anyway, sucking that life force. The dark powers honor their pact at this point, and they raise Strahd as a vampire. And then they whisk away the region into the uh, the Deming Plate of Dread, and form a domain out of Barovia. And now Barovia is stranded. It's, it's this region cut off from all other oh, regions. With all these people just with chilling. With all these people. Um, it's surrounded on all sides by these mists that will either kill you or you'll become lost in them if you try and escape. Oh, like a barrier. Yeah, it's a barrier. Uh, okay. No one can get in or out without uh, Strahd or the Dark Powers intervening. Strahd rules here undying, unchallenged, the end. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then... A group of adventurers wander into yeah. Barovia. Well, and that's the thing. Adventurers do find their way into Barovia, usually because of the Dark Powers. Okay. Um, They're you, summoning them there, drawing them in. Yes. Although mm. Strahd can also do this as well, because I imagine Strahd gets bored. Um, so <laughs> I need challenges. Because Strahd can't. He can control who leaves and who's, who, who stays. Um, there are a bunch of... Now, there's a bunch of stuff about Barovia that is the way it is because it's cut off. And we'll get into that. But for now, I think I want to take a short rest. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the episode where we stop talking about that last thing. This is the last time we're going to be stopping talking about the last thing in the Halloween Spooktacular. Not ever, but this is the last time we're going to take a short rest during a Halloween Spooktacular. Not ever, but yeah, we do, we do. (laughs) Okay, so that's out of the way. Let's talk about the stuff we need to talk about. And what is the stuff we need to talk about? I think we shouted out all our patrons that we currently had uh, last episode. We did. So thank you once again, patrons. I'm not going to say your names because that's a one time thing. We'd have to go back and look up every single name. Yeah. But uh, thank you everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. We and do. if you want to help us out, um, you can always check out Patreon. But uh, outside of that, just spread the word. Spread the word in the show. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tweet your followers. As a matter of fact, if you tweet your followers, you'll be entered into a contest we currently got going on. Yeah, if you tweet a link to the show. Yes, tweet a link to the show with hashtag DungeonCast and you will be entered to win one of two copies of Xanathar's Guide to Everything, which is a pretty big new D&D book coming out that's going to have a bunch of new class archetypes. It's going to have a bunch of new backgrounds, a lot of cool mechanical stuff for players to really dive into. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait to get my hands on it myself. And uh, there's also a second way to enter. If you leave an iTunes review, you will be entered twice. Um, well, you'll be entered, and if you do both these things, you'll be entered twice. There are two opportunities to enter into the contest. We're, and we are gonna, re- aren't we gonna review Xanathar's Guide? When yes, it comes we'll out? be reviewing that book. Pretty I'm, sweet. I'm, I'm really, really excited, excited about it. it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, mostly is I want to check out the Monster Slayer Ranger because, as you know, Ranger is my favorite class, and um, I have been sitting on a concept for like a undead, like eradicator of that which is evil kind of character that wasn't a cleric and the monster slayer uh ranger really looks like that's gonna be my my jam so 
That being said, we will be announcing the winners on November 21st, which is the day that the book is released, and then we will be shipping out two copies to our winners. Yeah. Hell yeah. And if, you, uh, if you're a fan of the show and you want to support us monetarily, you can do that, because we have a Patreon. Yeah. You can yeah. find us if you search The Dungeon Cast, yeah. patreon.com slash The Dungeon Cast. We have lots of tiers offering great bonus content. We can, we'll shout you yeah. out on the show like we did for everybody last episode. Uh, we do record ahead of time, so um, basically if we get a new Patreon, the next time we record after the Patreon comes in we will shout you out thank you for everybody's patience in that regard um i know what you're thinking how can we tell everybody about the show i'm gonna leave i can go on for days about that i'm gonna leave that up to you we gave you some options uh i know what else you're thinking though and it's where can i find the show well i know what you're thinking now is that you've already found the show but where else can you find the show if you're finding us on soundcloud.com slash the dungeon cast you can also find us on youtube please search the dungeon cast thank you josh freeland also if if you uh, you can find our twitter uh at the dungeon cast you can can find uh, uh i'm running the tumblr account uh where i just basically if you want dnd inspiration coming your way up the feed if you want links to the show you can find us uh, on tumblr.com such as dungeon cast you can email us at the dungeon cast uh at gmail uh, not at the dungeon that the dungeon cast at gmail.com geez man i'm having some struggles right yeah, now i'm gonna struggle good, by man. some i'm just watching you go down <laughs> <laughs> um did i get it all did i think I you got it all? it all yeah um soundcloud also, youtube to iTunes, be mentioned Stitcher. on, on Twitter. I'm also I run polls for like future episodes. I, I share news about the show. Um and and yeah, so Twitter's also a place you can follow us and get a bunch of cool stuff. Please do. So other um, than that, I think we are done and I would like to go back to talking about Ravenloft. So. After we do our stretches. Yeah. Our stretch rest stretches. Time. But let's go back to the show. All right. All right. Back to Barovia. Back to Barovia. So let's actually talk about Barovia. Uh, Barovia is loosely based off, uh, I guess, Transylvania. Transylvania from like, I guess, the 15th, Dark Ages. Yeah, Dark Vlad the Impaler ruled Impaler, over it. And classic Dracula, all that stuff. Tortured other royals and his yeah. townsfolk and, and stuff. And by impaling them. And as a general Eastern European aesthetic, for whatever that means, um, it's it's pretty small. Only 20 by 20-ish miles, about 400 square miles. Um, it is a pe- very picturesque valley nestled within like large mountains, but I guess it's not so picturesque anymore. We'll, we'll yeah, get it's like kind of, you know, you got that dark flavor. It's very in. grim. Yes. Um, Dead trees. It's it's never sunny in Barovia. Um, it only, it only has a couple towns. Uh, there's a few lakes. There's some sizable forests. There's, of course, the Castle Ravenloft itself. The fattest crows you've ever seen. Yeah, the biggest, the biggest of ravens. Um, there are some mountain ranges. It's unclear about how high in the mountains you can get before the mists start rolling in because, yeah, it's surrounded by mist. Can't be passed. You will get lost forever and die. So when adventurers do successfully make their way, is that like the mist opening up because of the will of the entities that allow that to happen? So a lot of times, uh, a lot of times poor adventurers will be adventuring and asleep as they do asleep in their uh uh campsites okay and they'll they'll wake up in barovia <laughs> oh damn or they'll wake up in a bunch of mist rolled in and they're like what's going on and then the mist never clears and then, then when they venture out they end up in barovia it's Whoa. always unwittingly they end up there it's always like no one's really, trying to really go to barovia thing. no one's trying to go to barovia no <laughs> not but anymore anyway not anymore um so um again strad kind of controls that uh in barovia the sp- there are some spells that get altered because of the location. Any spells used to escape, like teleportation, any of that stuff, 
auto canceled. Oh Does no. Does not work. All spells used to contact outside people, even if it's like a god, you're trying to contact your deity, if you're trying to contact somebody through stones of far speech or whatever, like it can be intercepted by Strahd. He can listen in or he can just say, nope, this now goes to me and now you're talking to me. Hey, man, what's up? Name's Strahd. I'm a little lonely. What do you like to do for fun? (laughs) (laughs) But no, for real, he can he can intercept your shit. So, yeah, good luck with that. And then there's all these fees you've got to pay. All these fees, yeah. The calls international. <laughs> uh, what, what is he starts throttling your data? It's horrible. <laughs> um, is it, like I said, it's never sunny in Barovia. It's always cloudy, and the sunlight, although it's considered to be bright light that comes through the clouds, it's not considered sunlight. So vampires can travel all willy nilly. That's a bummer. It is really shitty. <laughs> okay, but it gets shittier, dude. Uh, all the people that die here are trapped here forever. But you're in, dead in spirit form. Oh, and then the spirit forms eventually go mad. Yeah, because like you can't like just like play hacky sack or whatever and kill time. Yeah, you're dead. But it gets worse. No, how? <laughs> We're gonna talk about the people. How does it get worse than spirit wandering madness? <laughs> Wait, you'll see. That reminds me a lot of so, that thing in Avatar: The Last Airbender, where like they get trapped. This, these spirits in the spirit world get trapped in like this mist and they can't get out and right. they like fucking go insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like that actually. Oh, yeah. So holy crap. So let's talk about the people. Let's. Uh, Cause this shit's fucked up. Hell yeah. So uh, we talked about how the Brovians, there's all these various ethnicities and all this other stuff. There's only about 3000 ish people here at any mm-hmm. given time. It's a closed system. Because there's not really people coming in or people leaving. Yeah, but, they're not like trading with the neighboring be, villages. And because of this, there's only so many souls and new souls don't come into the system. Okay. All these old crazy souls can be reincarnated, but it takes a long time. Because of this, only one in ten people in Barovia have souls. What? what? Only one in ten people in Barovia actually have a soul. The rest are soulless. Oh. They are constructs of Strahd's mind. Oh, so they're he, just like these vacant shells that are like inhabited shells. by Strahd? Now, here's where it gets a... No, he doesn't inhabit them. This is where it gets confusing. Because like they control? are people. He can't mind control them. They're just... They're super weak-willed. They're still alive. They have feelings, but they're just super muted feelings. They're generally like depressed, weak-willed people that kind of just go about their daily lives in a very Stealing what they can to get way. by. Yeah. And oh, like, man. if you have a soul... And you have a child with someone who has a soul. There's no guarantee that your child will have a soul. Now, how aware the Barovians are of this, I don't know. And it's really actually kind of sad for the soulless people because by all, but you know, by all signs, it seems like they're still people. They still have agency. They're just like lesser people, and that's really sad. They're like uh, v- veracity has been drained from exactly. them. Exactly. And oh, here's another thing, Strahd can't feed on these soulless people like he can but he gets nothing from that because remember he's a vampire yeah he has to feed off those with a soul so that's a good motivation for people to be swept into barovias because Strahd needs to feed true yeah absolutely well, did we even talk about how often vampires need to feed on the life force it's not really be- stated okay. um so that's really up to Dungeon Master. I think for me, probably, I would say like once a month. Because if he needs to feed too much, he's going to go through these people pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah. So, so yeah. Like, these these soulless people tend to be bland, boring, compliant, and just generally depressed individuals. Mm. But they're still people with agency. Here's another sad thing is if, theoretically, Strahd is killed, um, Barovia will remain where it is, and people will be able to leave as they will because no one will be keeping them there. 
but those without souls can't leave. If they leave, they die. Oh. So they're stuck in Barovia forever. Damn. So do they age? Are yeah, they, they age, okay. they live, they die. It, so this just is like still people. like a community. I feel, I yeah. feel, I'm imagining like nobody paints in Barovia or like, right. If they do, it's out of like their despair. And it's yeah. like just not a lot of artists go. Well, there are some artists and we'll get into that. The bread maker um, is just like doing it to the, do like that's what he does. Because it's such a closed system, uh, everyone uh, is expected to do something to help the community survive. Yeah. Everyone is expected to go to work and learn crafting and learn work, learn hunting. Otherwise, learn this place would just, with all these depressed people, apart. just deteriorate. Yeah, it would right? just totally fall apart. So, like, they're very hardy people. Um, they're very quick to distrust. But if you make friends with Barovians, they're very loyal people. Um. Yeah, they just have a grim, dark life. So, like, it makes for very tough kind of people. Mm, mm. Um, there's only like three locations. There's only three villages. You have the the actual village of uh, Barovia. You have God. I can't remember the names. There's like two other small villages. Um, but like I said, there's only like three thousand people in the whole valley. Look. So yeah. Um. Any questions on that? We're gonna move on. There's there's some other people. Uh, that I want to talk about, but do you have any other questions? Um, my questions are more based on like, okay, so you have, uh, you have castle Ravenloft. I'm, I'm mostly asking about the geography of this place. Okay. So are, are we going to get into that? Or is now a good time to talk yeah, about Yeah, we can it? talk about that. So castle Ravenloft is up on like this cliff that, uh, is about a thousand feet above the village of Barovia. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you have these towns like down in the lower part of the valley. Yeah. You have one town there and then like up the road, uh, like five or six miles. There's another bigger town. Okay. I want to say it starts with a V, Velasque. Why didn't I write this down? Gosh, I'm so bad <laughs> at making notes. Like, anyway, so there's another bigger town. Now there's another, there's an abbey even further, much more towards the edge and the far side away from Castle Ravenloft. Okay. Where they've managed to make a walled uh, town there. And, uh, that's where they do. There's like a, a religious leader there, and oh, like, okay. There are some factions that are actively working against Strahd, but he he rules so strongly here. There's not a lot of like they don't make a lot of. They're not uh, hopeful headway. about it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Not a lot of hope in Barovia. Definitely not. So where's the water supply in this place? Um, there are lakes that are fed off of uh, the ice off the mountains. Ah, so yeah, that's mm. it's a close system, but it all works. No, it yeah, good works. job, yeah. good job, Strahd. No river. Yeah, well, Strahd didn't do it. Good job, Dark Powers. Yeah, and good, good job, job Tracy powers. Hickman for making this awesome place um so there are other people there's adventurers who who roll in but there are people called the vistani oh we've talked about them no we haven't no no but in my campaign setting i have a totally different version that i just ripped the name vistani for that's right that happened in the game oh my bad now in my campaign setting uh there's a lot of surface stuff that's the same, but there's a lot of stuff different because I think the Vistani people in this setting are fucking dickheads. Okay. No matter how you slice it, like, like there are some good Vistani people, but generally speaking, the situation by default makes these people dicks. And here's why. Um, back in the day when, when Strahd was a soldier, he was rescued by some good Vistani people that without asking for anything, healed his wounds and sent him back home, and he always felt he had a life debt. Because of that, he allows the Vistani people to come and go from Barovia as they wish. Okay. Now, the Vistani people are basically based off of the Romani people in real life. They're the gypsies. Don't say gypsies. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, for people who don't know who the Romani are, you probably know them as gypsies, which is actually a slur because they uh, people used to think, for some reason, they were from Egypt. That's why gypsies 
Uh, but but they're not. Yeah, don't say gypsies. Say Romanis. Yeah, yeah, the Romani people. So they're based off the Romani people. And um, they're basically, they, they love life. They like to dance. They like to, to perform. Um, they laugh. They're quick to laugh. Um, they're really master craftsmen of a lot of really cool stuff. Like they're coppersmiths and silversmiths and jewel makers. And uh, they're traders of fine garments and whatnot. And... The reason that these people end up being kind of dicks in the end for Barovia is for two reasons. They kind of fall into one of two camps. One is they're very loyal to Strahd. Okay. Because Strahd is very favorable to them. Which is like inherently bad. Which is inherently bad. goes on. And the ones that do do this are messed up because they're, well, they're turning to evil. And because of this, they're actually, they're not a lot, they're not very much like the normal Vistani people. They kind of lose that love for life and that quick to laugh and they become grimmer. I see. And they okay. do evil, bad things. Now, the other half is that these people show up, they charge excessive amounts of money for the stuff that they bring and they kind of just flaunt their love of life in front of these poor people that are stuck here and they don't <laughs> help them. They don't help these poor Barovians. And that's what bugs me. It's just like, you people are dickheads. Like, <laughs> why do you even come here? Like, why come here? Now, now you could totally, um, kind of mess with the lore here. And like, I would say, and I kind of like this idea. Cause again, I don't like the idea of just people being dicks for no reason is, well, maybe the Vistani people come here because they feel like, well, since we're the only people who can come to and fro, Maybe we'll we'll come here and help with what little we can. Yeah, and we'll bring what outside uh, resources we can. Yeah, they need now, some kind of yeah. trade. Now this going isn't on. written okay. down anywhere. Okay, like it's basically said that the Vistani just show up and kind of uh, just are assholes about the whole situation. There are some good ones specifically, but like it's really a shitty way to view any type of one people, and I don't like it. And so I don't like this lore on the Vistani. So. In my world, they're not like that at all. They're actually their entire like ruse of being um, like these people that go around entertaining and storytelling is actually uh, in my world. The Vistani uh, are actually a secret society. Of yeah, people. they're the fucking Illuminati. Yeah, awesome. they're basically they're a secret society that are fending off the world from like these great disasters. Yeah, and they're like, "Ooh, come dance with me by the fire." Yeah, but also know about these secrets. Exactly, <laughs> like, and like oh, they, shit. yeah, and the reason they're going around the world is they're constantly gathering lore and trying to keep an eye out for evil and like trying to squash that evil, which I think is a much cooler idea. But anyways, those are the Vistani. Shroud allows them to do what they do because he feels like he owes them. He also like is jealous of their lust for life. Okay, and he wants yeah. to see them do more of it because that's what he longs for. Yeah, let me yeah. vicariously view what you do and yeah. live through that. But it's also like it's also kind of uh, stated that most of them are pretty much corrupted by him. So and the they people, serve him. The people of Barovia and the Vistani, they they know what they pretty much know what the deal is with Strahd. Yeah, like because he's yeah. been ruling for eternity I, and shit. I, I, so oh, sorry, I like back to Vistani. Uh, some of the dick things they do like they pretend that they have these magic potions that allow them to travel through the mists and they sell them at an exorbitant price oh that's a bummer it's really shitty dude like <laughs> that's what I'm saying like the lore paints these people as really shitty people they come back in like five years yeah. what do you mean it didn't work yeah. but oh, I mean, here's another one dude but, this one will work right yeah, exactly <laughs> well no like they these people never come back because you go into the mist you're never coming back oh so like for all the people know oh, it worked that's really it's that's really super shitty, yeah. shitty dude um 
But I mean, like there are cases where like uh, there's um, in the Curse of Strahd book, there's uh, a young Vistani woman who saw her parents like sacrifice these Barovians to Strahd. And she was so horrified by it. By the time she reached age 16, she ran away. And she actually ran away to the father of the uh, sons that were sacrificed, told him the story. This is what happened. I owe you a life debt. I'm traveling with you, and like he taught her, and they became like vampire hunters together. Oh, um, that's tight. Yeah, but so that's a cool story. But again, anyways, moving on. <laughs> well, you were gonna say something. About, uh, you were asking me something about the Vistani. Um, I forgot what it was. Yeah, well, it'll probably come back to you. <laughs> yeah. So there are some other groups. Um, there are a group of were ravens. Um, okay, that cool. Are secret societies of a society called the Keepers of the Feather. And basically, their MO is to thwart Strahd in any way they can and to do as much good and help people as much as they can. Okay, and sweet. And they use their. So some little glimmers of hope in Barovia here. Yeah, they're basically, they're it. This is it. <laughs> okay. Um, they, um, they, they go around doing what good they can. And Strahd, they constantly frustrate Strahd because he can't pin them down because they just turn into ravens and flutter off. So it's hard to, to keep track of them. Um, but on the flip side, there's nowhere near powerful enough to do anything substantial to thwart Strahd. But when adventurers show up, they totally back those dudes up if those dudes are about taking down Strahd. And they should be because you're not getting out of here unless you take down Strahd. That's fucking cool. Yeah, you're like so. in this desperate place and then like suddenly this fucking shapeshifter shows up and like, yeah, like totally we'll help helps you, you out. Yeah. Like, this yes. is everything. we. This is all knowledge we got on, on taking down Strahd. Good luck. And then like in 30 minutes after you meet them, you're, you find yourself high-fiving birds. Yeah, it's fucking there weird, but sure. Um, there are some other key characters um, in Barovia. If you if you want a lot of this, if you want basically anything on Fifth Edition Barovia and Ravenloft, uh, the Curse of Strahd is the book for you. It has all the lore, way more in depth. It has all the maps. Like it's a it's a that's adventure for running the campaign. Setting. Yeah, for running a campaign, it's like level one to fifteen. Cool. And it, it, I've heard a lot of good things about it. I haven't run anything in it myself. I do own it, um, and I read through it. Now, if you're not interested in the setting and not looking for inspiration on this type of setting, like gothic horror, which that's what I use it for. I use it for inspiration mostly. Okay. Um, then it's not really worth the buy because it, it, it does have some monsters in it, which are cool, mm-hmm. um, but not enough to like warrant a buy yeah and it has like four extra magic items but the magic items are also very setting specific and so are the monsters a lot of monsters are very setting specific it's for running the campaign it, really exactly i, I just um, got this cool idea where you run your you run a normal D campaign up until a certain point like a certain mm-hmm. level mm-hmm. and you have that lore established and then you use that last point in the normal D campaign setting as a pivot point to do spin-offs right. like this is a alternate universe timeline pathway you took and you wound up in Barovia and curse and run the curse of Strahd pa- campaign yeah. from level like 10 to 15. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. then you cut back to that one pivot again and then you run another campaign. Yeah. This is yeah. what happened when you, you, you went right instead of left this time. Right. That seems really cool to me. No, I like that. I think that's a really cool idea. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think of like any like juicy tidbits. So there's a, there's a character her name's Baba Lysaga. Okay. And she is. It's a mouthful. Uh, yeah. Babala Saga. <laughs> <laughs> she is the um, the midwife who delivered Strahd upon his birth. Oh, no. And for some reason, she's also a crazy lady. And she basically sees Strahd as her son. Oh, no. And she was so attached to the baby that eventually Queen Ravenovia sent her away, banished her because like she was being really fucking creepy. Yeah. She kept being found in her in the room and like just being oh, fucking no. weird. And she was so crazy that she basically 
she couldn't be too far from Strahd. It drove her crazy. She, she just kept being near him, even though in in the shadows. Like, she never did anything for him, but she just... <laughs> She she wouldn't leave the Gotta city. Be nearby. Ooh, and then when, when he did his campaigning, she was always nearby. And like she got whisked away with the rest of it. And now she's become kind of this powerful hag woman who sees herself as his mother, but won't go near him because she knows in her heart that he would immediately reject her. Like, who the fuck are you? And that Gross. would just break her heart. So yeah, like, just she, gonna stay off to the she side. She helps here. him from the shadows. He probably knows she's there, but doesn't give a fuck about her. And like her basically like, she's, she's made gross, her, but I'm not gonna kill her. Let's uh, just, yeah. Just she, stay where you are. She basically runs like a whole coven of witches that serve her. Oh God. She um her her MO right now is trying to eliminate the keepers of the feather. Even though Strahd doesn't even give a fuck about the Keepers of the Feather because they're so yeah. insignificant. He's cool. But for He's her, she's like, no, we must destroy them. They're going to hurt my son. Oh, man. Like, so, yeah, there's Babalai Saga. And like that sounds like I I know I mentioned this last episode, but it's so fresh in my mind. This damn American. Then the latest season of American Horror Story. It's got a character that's like just like. Oh, that. really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's like it's not a cliche archetype, but it's an archetype I've seen. Um, and I think it's a pretty compelling character archetype. It's, it's pretty creepy and scary. Um. I think we, we've basically covered like most of like the basics on Castle Ravenloft. I mean, we're not going to get super in depth with it. Like, if you want that, you're going to have to, you know, get the. There's the a lot more than module. I thought. I yeah. th- there's a lot more than I thought there was going to be when we first started talking about it. Like yeah. with all these like little mini factions that exist, like kind right. of cycling through Barovia. Yeah. Very very interesting. Like the mm-hmm. um, the bird people is really cool. Yeah. The, you have the Vistani, and then you have the Barovians, and, and these witch coven, and the like, witch coven. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And the Keepers of the feather, Strahd himself, and his deal. Yeah. The dark powers and their mo just like, like getting up to the castle i can't imagine campaigning through this setting like right. just getting up to the castle there's all this crap in the way yeah and then definitely. Who know, we didn't even talk about like you said there were like specific creatures for the the campaign like on yeah. your march to the castle who knows what you're gonna start you know encountering and then there's all that stuff about getting close to a vampire like with a mist and the shadows acting crazy mm-hmm. and the plants like starting doing weird stuff yeah yep. oh dude yep. I mean, just to go over some of like the setting specific monsters, there there are phantom warriors, which are basically, um, I think there are the undead, go, the ghosts of like the guards and shit that betrayed him. The ghosts of the oh, warriors wow. that betrayed Strahd, like they're trapped there now, and they're the phantom warriors that he controls. Oh um, man, they betrayed him now. They just have yeah. to be a servant. There are specific Strahd zombies, which are like boosted up, zo- boosted up, more powerful than regular zombies that Strahd controls. That are zombies. Like, yeah, they're they're the bodies of the undead guards of the guards who betrayed him. So he's got he's got them in both ways. Oh gosh, um, there are the Barovian witches, which are people that basically form a warlockish pact with Strahd himself and serve him. Um, they're the rare were ravens, although they're not setting specific, but because they're so prominent, they got included in this. Um, there's Babalai Saga. There are some key NPCs that get statted out for the for the adventure in Curse of Straw okay. and stuff like that. Yeah, interesting. Um, so yeah, there it is. I think we're done. I think we, we've covered Castle Ravenloft, guys. Uh, if you got any questions, I guess leave them in the comments. I'll try and answer them. Um, I'm hoping that this has been informative, and I hope it has uh, piqued people's interest in the setting because it's it's one of my favorite settings out there. I think it's really cool. Yeah, Halloween is pretty much over by the time you're listening to this. So. Well, yeah, by the time this when this airs, it's going to be the day before ha- Halloween. So happy Halloween, everyone! Happy Halloween! And uh, after this, I think we'll get on to some much more lighter subjects. The spooky times are over. Yeah, <laughs> bye, spooky times. Goodbye. Time for Thanksgiving times. Yeah. We got that 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 Christmas. Uh, what, 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 the Christmas that, creep. The Christmas creep. Yeah, we got that Christmas oh creep God. coming now. All right, guys, that'll be it. We'll talk to you guys later. Let's call it a game. See you Bye. later.
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.